0: Now then, and welcome back to Rare Anyone Talks podcast. I'm your host, Rare Anyone, and welcome. I hope you're having a fantastic time, whatever time of day you're listening to—morning, evening, night, whatever time of day you're listening to. I hope you're having a brilliant and fantastic time. I'm having a great, wonderful brilliant time i'm here with you guys i'm chatting we're gonna have a great time tonight i've got some fun stuff to look in for us tonight on tonight's episode we'll we'll have a we'll continue with the conspiracy and the whole everything strange and we'll take a look at the shit show of pop culture at the minute we are deep in the pop culture war which way is it going to fall i have no idea but let's have a look into it we've got some fucking absolute belters to look into tonight tonight's going to be a fun episode i hope it's i hope it feels like i'm you You guys are having a conversation with me uh, while we're listening to if you if you are and you want to get in touch with the show all my links all, all the links to get in contact with me are in the show notes or in the description of the video so please don't be shy get in contact with me that would be awesome i'm always up for a conversation negative or positive if you hate this podcast and you really want to tell me you hate it then get in touch with me and uh, let me see if i can change your mind or let let you see if you can change my mind um you probably won't but you know hey that's life at the end of the day um on tonight's episode Like I said, we've got pop culture, we've got conspiracies, we've got everything strange. It's not October yet. I tell a lie, it's just turned October. Um, But I'm not concentrating on anything scary, but the next four or five episodes, it's going to be fucking the Halloween month, so i'll get into some scary shit if there's anything you want me to have a look at scary wise horror wise let me know getting getting the emails facebook twitter anything just let me know your thoughts guys but on tonight's episode we will have a look at the welsh triangle the welsh triangle Holy shit there's a docu- documentary out on netflix um i can't quite think what it's called. I think it's. Nah, it's got it, it's totally out of my head, but there is a Netflix uh, show. I will put it in the show notes. And uh, I will let you know what that is. Um, because it was a pretty interesting um, um, docu-series uh, docu- on Netflix. And then, and then after, after taking a trip to Welsh. Uh, Wales Welsh Wales we'll ha- we'll have chat about the fucking late night talk show ho- talk shows are back and how woke these woke assholes are and uh let's see if we can poke a bit of fun um because all the woke show hosts are fucking awful pandering idiots they useful idiots for the government um, giving out the propaganda fucking messages for for their party leaders and their party lines. And, you know, they're, they're so, so biased. And thankfully, we're here in the UK and we don't have to put up with that shit. But are we just as bad? Yes, we fucking are. We are just as bad. But then, then I'm going to... We're going to have a quick look. We we'll, may touch the tip. We may tickle the shaft... Antarctica of all conspiracy around con uh, and around that continent of Antarctica, and let's get into some strange and weird fucked up shit with that. We'll have a look at it, uh, and then I'm gonna do a recap um because season eleven of Futurama has finished. Although I have heard el- elsewhere that it's a mid-season finale, but I've only heard that one in one place everywhere else. I've heard it's the finale. Um, but I'm going to give my season recap um, of it. Um, and I'll we'll get to that when we get to that. And finally, finally, I'll continue my dirty, naughty, although it's not so dirty and it's not so naughty list of watch WatchMojo's most top ten, most dirty conspiracies which we've we're finding out that is really not dirty and it's not rude and there's no hint of a shaft if midnight climax isn't in this list something's fucking wrong but anyway i've got a drink tonight i'm gonna be drinking brothers cider raspberry ripple english cider i hope it's a nice um little tipple wherever you are in this world whatever time of a day you're listening to this i hope you can join me with a drink you know whether it be a coffee a hard drink you know a, a, a soft pop i hope you can enjoy a drink with me and so cheers It's alright. It does taste like Raspberry Ripple. Not sponsored. It's alright. I could see myself getting fucked up on that, actually. It's better than alright. Anyway, tonight's episode, episode 8. Let's get to it. Let's have a look. I will put myself, for the guys listening, for you guys listening, I I also film these. Because um, the people that really do want to look at my lovely mug and i I can't blame him i've got to be honest i can't blame him i you know i'm filming this and i my eyes gate go down to my uh, picture and i can't help it i'm just you know i'm just a rather stunning human being (laughs) i'm taking a piss obviously um i'm no oil painting um i've had a hard paper round um but anyway, let's get to tonight's episode. It was gonna hopefully gonna be a fucking good episode. I can feel it in the waters. I've got no haunted Venquilquist dolls. So hopefully I don't have what so. So before I get on tonight's topic. So before I get on tonight's show, something really strange happened to me last week filming this um recording this show. So I was talking about the the haunted vanquil ventriloquist doll and something I did have my I did have a drink in my hand and it was a, it was a cold drink but there was no condensation on the drink and the way I was holding my drink I have shorts on I, I know I often tease you guys that I'm winning a poo in it um but I do have a shorts on well not tonight I am winning the poo it tonight so I hope that tillates you guys um if not i hope it gives you a little bit of a chuckle um but anyway so just chatting along we're talking about the uh the haunted ventral crystal and something really cold touched the bottom of my leg so the can was nowhere near the part of the leg that got touched and it was frozen Now, I had to laugh it off because I was filming, but I also didn't want to fucking creep myself out at the time. But I was thinking about it, and something strange did fucking happen that that night. And I hope it doesn't happen again. I hope. Well, maybe I should hope it happens again because that could be fucking good for you guys out there. Um, But that that was just weird. Just very weird. And uh, it may happen again. I hope it doesn't, but it may. So... Cheers, and cheers to whatever's out there. Anyway, enough rambling, enough enough about me and my crazy stories. I'll put me in a corner somewhere, and let's get to tonight's episode. We are at the BBC. This is the Welsh Triangle, although the BBC put Alien and UFO Bermuda Triangle... Exploding net Netflix doc Why not put the fucking Welsh triangle Eh what? Fucking hard It's not hard I would play the trailer But I do put these on YouTube And Every time I get A little thing on I don't know what to call it A copyright strike Or a strike or something Nothing happens to the channel um, Because they say I think it's for Fair use policy I think 'Cause you know, it is a trailer. But anyway, enough of that. So this article was from three days ago by Alaid Schofield and Peter Peter Shuttlesworth. A flying saucer seen by by a guest house. A flying saucer seen by a guest house, a seven foot alien-like figure coming out of a hedge and a cigar-shaped UFO near a schoolyard. So this all happened in the late 70s or in the 70s. These are just some of the 450 reported extraterrestrial encounters from one of the UK's largest mass sightings in a remote Welsh village. The village of Broadhaven. Has si- uh, has since been described as the Bermuda Triangle. Of mysterious craft sightings. And sightings of strange beings. So they call this the Broadhaven Triangle. Um, watching the documentary on, on it. Was definitely interesting. Um, and it is not the first um encounter um sorry, it's not the first um schoolyard encounter um because there's a school in Zimbabwe. I probably thought that up it's on the same documentary series but I know that I know that tale more because that's been more documented and more talked about. Uh, this one I haven't heard of this one before. Um Maybe I have, and I've just, you know, put it to the back of my mind. But, um, but we do have, here in the UK, we do have a triangle. We have a weird triangle, just like the Bermuda Triangle. We have the Welsh Triangle, Broadhaven Triangle. Look at the baby thought of a cooler name, like fucking um Phase Triangle or something. Never know where I got that name from. It just popped into my head. Um, but let's continue. Residents who reported these encounters across a single year in the late 70s have now told their stories to the Netflix documentary series Encounters. That's the name of the show, Encounters. Made by Steven Spielberg Production Company. So Steven Spielberg, who, who has been fantastic, um, fascinated with this topic for over the fucking years. Over the years, fantastic film. Um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, absolute one of my favourite. With to do with this topic, Yeah, you know, alien films, absolute brilliant, beautiful film. Actually, beautiful film. Not a great dad in it, if you ask me. He just fucks off and leaves the kid. But that's. Uh, as, as another topic, um, but it's an absolute beautiful story, um, well put together film, right. classic Spielberg film, classic, absolute classic, and it's fantastic. If you haven't seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind, what are you doing? Get, get it watched, um, and let me know. If you have watched Close Encounters of a Third Count or you haven't, yay or nay, um let me know in the comments, email, Twitter, Facebook, Messenger, you know, let me know, yay or nay. Um it whole, so I'll continue. It it all happened back in nineteen seventy-seven when the Cold War was at its highest and star wars and the closing counts of a third kind spielberg's first science fiction blockbuster dominated the box office so we have a little bit of pop culture in here a little bit of pop culture these films were high at the box office and and was this in people's um, psyche was this in people's minds all over the world people had this in their mind in the, in the back of their mind and this is where we get the story from i don't think so because there was a lot of children that witnessed this encounter or one of the encounters anyway um there was a heightened awareness of things from out of this world at the and the west wales village made international headlines when 16 school children Claimed to witness a UFO in the Pembrokeshire sky. What is the Broadhaven Triangle? The spaceship looked like a cigar shaped with a a dome on it with a yellowy, orangey to red light on top of it. One uh, one child told the BBC cameras at the time. Another child. So that's what one kid told uh, the BBC. That it had a a dome with yellow and orangey red light on top of it. Another child said. He didn't just see a UFO. Adding I saw a man. But I couldn't see its face. Because it was too far away. Now the mutt. Now, more than 45 years later, those 10-year-olds who reported the strange sightings during a lunchtime at the Broadhaven Primary School still insist this was no childish hoax. David Davis, 56, said he was initially sceptical when his school friends rushed back into the class from the playground claiming to have seen a spaceship i totally regarded the story as being nonsense as to me uh, nonsense as to me flying saucers didn't exist he said they were in they were in bad they were in bad 1950s sci-fi movies or in tabloid newspapers, expecting to dismiss de- de- dismiss the fuss as just kids telling tales, he went outside to see for himself and still remains stunned as to what he witnessed what he said he witnessed paul lad. I think this I think this is the kid that got bullied. quite badly, which is fucking awful, but the 70s, a whole different fucking time, I'm just glad I wasn't um, going to school during the 70s, fucking hell, oh dear, that's uh, definitely for another topic, Uh, um, so I'll continue, from behind some trees, this thing popped up in front of me, he said, It was silver, cigar-shaped, and about 40 foot long. And there was just this thought that came into my mind that I had to run away. Mothers can tell when you're lying, and mine was absolutely convinced what I was saying was the truth. So he's basically saying there, his mum knew he wasn't lying, or his his mum believed him. Um, Because I imagine she isn't around any longer um, because it's how many years 45 or 40 years I think it's 40 years so the pupils were asked to draw and write an account of what they saw on their return to school by school headmaster Ralph I would butcher your last name I do apologise. Uh, But let's read it aloud and everyone can hear his last name. Clewellyn. Who separated the children to ensure there was no copying. Now, I believe that the children wasn't told they were going to be doing this. um, But they all draw similar, very similar shapes, very similar... And the stories are very similar. Um, They do look wildly different here. i take that back now. Um, They don't. They look very very similar. A couple of details. But they all look very similar. Like a domed. A dome on top of a dome. Classic saucer. um, Classic saucer. Um, The... Alien looks sort of similar. You know. um, But they're they're all very similar uh, looking drawings. Anyway, let's continue. Um, It's not like today there was no social media or mobile phones. So there was no opportunity to have it collaborated, David said. Mr Llewellyn, Kulewellen uh, so I fucking butchered that name so the headmaster late, later told the BBC children's current affairs show oh. so the headmaster later told the BBC children's current affairs show John Craven's newsround here in the UK who didn't watch newsround I know I watched newsround when I was a little, um, that all the descriptions were similar. 16 descriptions, all very similar. And, fair enough, if, if this was like straight after the account, then, because if this was a hoax, if this was indeed a hoax, to to do this straight after, then fair enough, but, leaving it a day or was it a day so i believe it was a day so the children to to still have similar stories is wild and so in in that outcome then it is quite hard to believe this is some sort of hoax i believe these kids saw something um where were the other UFO sightings? So we're going to hear where, where some of the other UFO sightings are, or UAPs. Um, the Schoolfield spaceship sightings were, was just the first of what another former pupil called some pretty strange goings on. As the media descended on the small village, other locals also reported close encounters with strange crafts and creatures. Oof. Yeah, there's a little newspaper clipping of the the kids with their UFO drawings. Some of them I can see, some of them I can't see. But they all look very, very similar. I don't think I'll be able to read. It's not the greatest pictures. A few months after the schoolyard sightings, hotel owner Rose Granville Granville um, who lived a few hundred yards down the coast reported seeing a spacecraft just as she was going to bed. She looked through the window and saw this thing sort of hovering. Her daughter's Francine She looked through the window and saw this thing sort of hovering her daughter francine recalled two encounters these two figures came out of it they looked a little unsteady the the, the uh, rose um, said rose reported having a very long them having very long arms and legs with no facial features uh, the Granville said the spaceship had left a scorched march and a ridge on the ground where it had landed. X-Files from the government. Hmm. This article doesn't really make sense to me. Hopefully you guys can make some sort of sense out of this article. Um, it's from the BBC, so yeah, uh, my fucking... hour um fucking money is paying for this shit it's like i've written this fucking shit i am i'm not the sharpest tool in the the box where you put your tools in <laughs> um i'm like safety scissors you know you go to open that box of where you put your tools in and you put out the safety. Who the fucking dickhead has put these safety scissors? That's that's me. I'm the safety scissors. Um, I'm soft and round. <laughs> um, X files from the government later showed Rose had written to her local MP Haven Fort Hotel headed note note uh, paper, explaining that the event left me greatly agitated and disturbed and not the least bit de- desirous of another encounter. Sorry, my tongue do- my tongue and mouth does not like that word. A month or two later and a few miles around the Marlos Peninsula. Let's see if I am saying that right. Marlowe's Peninsula. Mark Morstan claimed he he saw not only a spaceship while walking alone, but also he said he came face to face with a figure. Now, this is actually a bit of a a scary encounter this, this fella had. Absolutely. If I was by myself, I would have maybe got a bit creeped out about it, but I was with a friend watching it. And it was definitely, definitely unsettling encounter. This guy, this guy had Mark, uh, claiming he saw an upside down saucer in a glow on the ridge near his house. He then described hearing rustles in the hedge further down the road. This thing stepped out of the hedge, said Mark. It was a good seven foot tall, it had a silver suit on. Um, With a motorbike visor as a face. Now that sounds scary. So the way he describes it is... It's fucking... It's chilling. It is chilling. So hopefully the BBC has put the way he described it in the documentary... Is is how he described it. Hopefully, the BBC, you're not a shit as I think you are. Um, I thought that's not a man... So, I'm continuing. Um, um, I thought, that's not a man. No way that's a man. It started walking towards me, and I thought, this is not happening. I was quite scared. I kept walking, so I would legged it. Run. The next day, Mark returned. So, no. Uh, not fucking. So, Let me see if I could try and remember how he described it on the documentary. So he said he saw this seven foot tall alien being come out of a hedge. And they were both looking at one another. And Mark was sort of walking backwards because he was like, I'm not having none of this. And that was when the alien started to walk in towards him. And at that point, he was like, no way. And he he legged it. He, He run and he said he got to, like, a cross. Um, it, it was a T-junction in, in the path. And he turned around, and it was started getting closer to him. So he really, he really run home really fast. And he got to a point in the path where he, he said he, he thought he needed to turn around and have a look. And he did. And the alien was sort of stood in this little spot and uh but it it was sort of stopped so he he just looked back and and just fucking ran and probably like were a couple piles of shit behind him he ran like fuck um the next day so i'm going to continue the article the next day mark returned to the scene with his dad where he said they had found a huge footprint in the mud too big to be an ordinary man so maybe bigfoot maybe bigfoot um uk i think we have something similar to bigfoot i think it's called uk wild man i've heard that's something i will look into uk wild man That actually is pretty fucking good. It does actually taste like Raspberry Ripple. Uh, Mark's uncle and aunt. Mark's uncle and aunt. Later told TV reporter they saw an eight foot tall. 2.4 meter. Featureless silver figure outside their isolated farmhouse. So the farmhouse is pretty by itself. The police were called to the to that incident, and the officer who took the call from the family later stated, "In all my twenty six years of service, that's the most frightened family I've come across." Fucking hell! So, twenty six years of service, and that's the most frightened he's heard someone, people, a family. That's, that's that's definitely something to take note of. Um, why ask? Spielberg's producers doing a Welsh UFO doc... Well, no, they're not doing. They're doing a documentary series. It's not just one story. They're they're concentrating on other stories. Um, It wasn't so much the Welsh Roswell, but the multiple sightings of flying saucers did give the area a nickname of Broadhaven Triangle. Produced Producers scoured Europe for stories that was out of this world, but chose the incredible Welsh story, because it is a fantastic story. Chose the incredible Welsh story because it was just, because it wasn't just one encounter. There were hundreds and hundreds of people that said they had witnessed something, said the encounter's director, Jon Moskin. Who was approached by Spielberg's production house, Amberlin Television? That critical mass with 450 people is huge and also entertaining. They had said, critics have suggested that unexplained aircraft were planes were planes heading to the former nearby Royal Air Force base at at Brodie. But those who say they have seen UFOs insist they saw, they saw were not jets. How does the how does a UFO encounter affect you? Yon points out that many of the, those who spoke publicly in 1977 about having close encounters didn't benefit from telling their story. Well, no, they didn't. Quite the opposite. Um, quite the opposite. They were ridiculed, they were bullied, they were physically assaulted. Um, Yeah, so they didn't have a good time. They didn't monetize from this. They they didn't have a great time whatsoever. Um, In fact, it impacted some negatively, including David Davis. What I didn't enjoy was the attention it brought to me, David said, my first four years of secondary school, high school to to the Americans out there, or other places, um, secondary school was horrendous. I was getting physically assaulted on a almost daily basis. Most of the time, they wanted me to say he hadn't seen a UFO and that I was lying. But I couldn't go back on my principles and say I was just lying when... I wasn't. So props to David Davis. Um, thank you for continuing to telling your story. no, I I'm being genuine when I say that, I do thank you for telling your story. And one day I hope I hope on this podcast, one day I could maybe interview David Davis. Um I'm not there yet, I'm fucking no way near that, that sort of level yet. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, definitely interesting. I think that is the article. No, no, I still have a little bit left. I would love to interview him or have a conversation with him at least. Um, the out-of-this-world story eventually attracted interest from Amblin uh Spielberg's production house. The film house renowned for making science fiction smash hits like E.T., Back to the Future, War of the Worlds, Men in Black, and Jurassic Park, and is part of the new four-part series. Um, yeah. it's It's definitely, definitely a fucking strange story. And... Spielberg I do love his alien films. I do, really do. Um, but thank you, David Davis. Keep telling your story, keep getting it out there, keep you know, keep doing what you're doing and you're doing this subject. You're doing the UFO community or the UFO fellowship a huge service. So thank you. Thank you. Um but that's that's um the Welsh triangle the uh broad haven triangle um what are your thoughts on on these these stories in particularly the children at the school that witnessed 16 of these children that witnessed this spacecraft what are your thoughts on this topic I, I would love to hear your thoughts um but i'm going to close that one down i may do a deep dive into into that one um but that's my that's my thoughts on it. I believe these kids I believe they've seen something out of the world I believe the hotel owners have seen something out of the world another thing what wasn't mentioned in that article that the um the hotel owners and the and the guy who who run from the alien had a visit from the Men in Black. I know it wasn't the guy who was running from the alien, it was his uncle and aunt that got the visit from the Men in Black. Supposedly, at the same time, one and another had a visit from the um, Men in Black. Same time, same day, same people. Um, very fucking strange. I know that was left out, and that was left out for some reason, I don't know why. I will probably do a dedicated video on my YouTube channel. So if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please go subscribe. That would be that'd be huge. Thank you if you do. Again, so the more I do with these, so this is just a little blurb. Um the more I do with these, the more I will get better. Um I know it's still rough. Um I I, I see little improvements in myself and so but I'm still enjoying it I'm still having fun I'm still loving doing this absolutely love doing this Um, and as as a hobby I fucking love it Um, but podcast wise if you guys would like to get involved if you want to message me and saying that you would love to guest on or be a co-host let me know. I would be happy to have a chat and see what we can do. I'd love to have a guest on. I would love to have a co-host. So please let me know if you if you would like to give this a go. Um, I would love that. Because you don't have to be here in person. There's other ways of doing it. There's like Teams or Zoom we could do. Um, but let me know if you're interested or if you, you know, I'd, you would love to have guests on. You know, you don't have to be on camera, nothing like that. Um, but I would love to have a guest on. If any of my friends out there are listening that would love to give this a go, you know, please let me know, you know, in person or, you know, message me or Teams me or Twitter me. You know, just message me. Um, I'd try and definitely love to get any any of my friends on. That'd be awesome. Shout out to Baz. I would love to get Baz on. Anyway, let's continue. Let's continue with these fucking woke idiots. These absolute fucking woke assholes. Late night talk show hosts announce return to air following deal to end the Hollywood Writers' strike. Fucking another bunch of cunts. Um, what are your thoughts on these fucking idiots? I'm sorry, you guys, that the the late night show. Talk shows are coming back. I, I do apologise. Um, the major late night talk show hosts... Sorry, I can't fucking say it without laughing. The major late night talk shows hosts have collectively announced their return to the small screen following Sunday's tentative deal to end the Hollywood writers' strike. The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon, which, out of any of them, I would probably watch Jimmy Fallon. I'm not saying... i not taking the fact that he's still a fucking useful idiot for the government. Um, but out of them all, he was probably the one I would probably watch. Luckily, I'm not in America, so I don't have to watch this shit. Um, but Late Night with Seth Myers. I have no idea who he is. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He is a absolute fucking cook. He is a fucking, yeah, he's just probably one of the worst fucking human beings out there. And Jimmy Unfunny Kimmel live, are all set to return on Monday, 2nd of October, so not fucking, yeah, Monday. Uh, the shows are fucking out' uh, That's a bit fucking soft in the head there. Uh, the shows announced their respective social medias on their respective social medias. Fucking adverts. Get out of here, you cunts. Um, last, uh, last week, tonight, with John Oliver, oh, fucking another cunt there, will return on HBO on Sunday, tomorrow, fuck's sake. So, <laughs> the Strike Force 5 podcast announced. In their tweet during the strike, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, and John Oliver Oliver formed Strike Force 5 uh, t- to raise funds for their shows out of work employees. So if you want to know how unfunny these guys, guys are, just maybe listen to the podcast for a little bit and you will understand why these guys need tens to twelve sorry ten to twenty writers to help them be sort of funny and they have ten to twenty writers and they're still unfunny they're still fucking unfunny real time with Bill Mayer is set to return this Friday, host Bill Mayer said in a tweet I think he's back, yeah, I think Mayer is back, which out of them now I I do watch clips of Bill Mayer uh, and I, I think he's a little bit based now and again but sometimes he's not he's a cunt again the agreements between Writers Guild of America and the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers the group that represents all major Hollywood studios was announced after several Marathon bargaining sessions this week in Los Angeles. The Hollywood writers' strike began on May the second, on second of May, and was the first such action since two thousand and seven. The rag lasting roughly four and a half months. So we've had four and a half months of pure. Pure bliss. Well I'd say bliss, it's still been fucking... There's still been woke idiots out there, but at least they haven't been fucking dickheads um, shouting their fucking politically... their woke agenda, their politically agendered, fucking driven, their intersectional... um, um modern-day fucking... yes. You know, Fucking shit down our throats. Current day, um, as he, heel versus babyface did an a passionate rant on the on the games um, Starfield, and you could take his passionate rant and apply it <laughs> to all these fucking things at the minute, and uh, it would it still. Be affected for the writers, yeah, you because know, they're fucking just boring. They're fucking current day. They're fucking politically fucking correct. They're not correct. They're they're just fucking woke idiot. The woke assholes and all of them are probably cooks. Cook. Ah. Uh, People that like watching their wives get fucked by other men. <laughs> um, Our oh, fucking. The writer's strike. You could have done us a favour and, and kept on strike. The actors are still on strike, but let's face it, they'll be back very, very soon. The actors only really went on strike because no one really was paying the writers any fucking attention. Any tangent, because if you can turn on any TV show at the minute, on any streaming, there's only been a handful that have actually been good, but the most TV shows, most films have absolutely been fucking dog shit. And if you're like, oh, well, do you have proof of this? Well, yeah, Secret Invasion. Secret in fucking invasion. And there's a new show what's just come out in in canada uh, has nothing to do with the strikes but news show in canada called robin robin is basically the telling the retelling the robin hood story but it's been gender swapped it's been race swapped it's in the city sherwood forest is a hood in the city um and and it's just so politically fucking driven it's it's out there to divide us all because white men are bad, cops are bad, and everything else is good. Fucking bunch of cunts. absolute bunch of fucking cunts. So, I covered this the other month, um, but late night TV shows are declining. Rapidly declining. Um, we are Axos. Um... And this is why um, late-night TV shows are declining. Why it matters, the rapid decline in both viewers and ad revenue is forcing networks to turn to cheaper alternatives, threatening the future of the 70 year old genre. Driving the news, CBS aired the final episode of The Late Late Show with fucking James Corden... Is another fucking dickhead. I can't stand James Corden. Can never stand James Corden. I fucking don't know why. He's as big as he is. No idea. And that's not a pun. Because he is a fat cunt. Um, but. No idea. Why he's big as he is. He's so unfunny. Apparently. He's an absolute arsehole. In real life. Absolute arsehole. Yes we all could be arseholes. I could be a fucking dickhead. Um, but. This is a guy who has the privilege of being where he is. indeed a fucking arsehole. absolute fucking arsehole. Um, but I'm. I hope it doesn't come back to to the UK. Please stay over there in, in America. I do apologize, America. Um, but you can't really say. Oh, we fucking we had Madonna for fucking many years. Um, at least she's gone fucking back to you guys. Um, but. We have your dickheads and you have our dickheads. We're fucking swapping. Um, The big picture late night TV is expensive with the top hosts like Colbert and Jimmy Fallon making north of 15 million a year. 15 million? Really? These guys, 15 million a year? They have, again, these guys are so unfunny. They have 10. To 20 people. Writing for them. it 10 and 15. 10 to 20 people writing for them. Which just so unfunny. Colbert is. Oh my god. He's, he's. He's the worst. He was pushing the vaccine. Like fucking crazy. They all were pushing the, the vaccine. And COVID like crazy. They would all fucking. They have been documented to be laughing at people who who complained about the vaccine who didn't believe in the vaccine who who then passed away these guys were laughing at them these guys were laughing at them and they were laughing at people that didn't want the vaccine or and they had a loved one you know pass these guys were saying well you know you you weren't human to them you wasn't human to these guys you were just you below human and that's just how hu- not human these people are. These people are not human. They're not... They're fucking just giant fucking cunts. I do apologise. I have said that word a few times. I will try and take that word out. Um. But yeah, these, these idiots make a huge, huge amount of money. Um. I imagine the writers... Uh, Make a huge amount of money, um, and then you got all the lighting crews, you got the stage crews, you you got all every everything that goes into these shows, and 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 people, myself included, on a fr- over the weekend, over over the week, I just stick on YouTube. There's people on YouTube that I love watching that I follow, that, I, you know, that I've met. And I hardly ever stick on TV anymore. I hardly ever stick on TV anymore. The The end of the Hollywood actor, or should I say the Hollywood actor, is coming to the end. It's coming to the end of its life. Hollywood actors aren't, aren't important anymore. Well, okay, they are important at the minute. But I don't. I couldn't give a fuck about a Hollywood actor. Really couldn't. Um, now, people used to care about Hollywood actors. That's why the Oscars and these award shows were so huge, because that was the the only time you could maybe have a little glimpse into a, your act, one of your favorite actors' um, life. The only time. But now with with social media and not the likes of that, you can't shut these fuckers up, and they're so stupid. They're so fucking stupid. I'm not bright, but these guys are so fucking stupid. You got the likes of, of toe faced fucking, likes of toe faced Ron Pelman fucking spouting off his angry shit. You got that fucking dickhead from, what's his fucking name? I can't even think of his name, but he's the one who keeps going on. He keep is a new yorker and is um keeps bashing trump i can't fucking think of his name I know where uh, el presidente fucking sort of had a thing with him i can't think of his name but he's such a fucking asshole. absolute fucking asshole. um and the hollywood the hollywood star the hollywood actor you know their their shadow is dying it is it's it's fading and now youtube is a thing what I I like to think of as your personal um stars your personal heroes your personal star um i'm working on a video for this your personal stars because you follow someone on youtube they they're like your your personal star. Um you care about them. You care about and they care about you. And there's in some instances you can actually meet these these your personal stars and shake their hands and have a conversation with them. And the personal the rise of the personal star is is happening. Comedians are realizing this and a lot of kin- comedians have podcasts now. A lot of them have... Is, this hasn't been... Um, this hasn't just happened because Joe Rogan's been out there for fucking years. Uh, I'm not a regular of his show, but I do enjoy his show. Uh, maybe the clips I enjoy more than maybe the long form. But I I, I prefer podcasts because it's like you're having a conversation with your friends. Um, that's why I like a podcast. But these... These fucking these stars and especially these tonight show hosts, their their shadow is fading and they could soon all be out of a job. And they they all might have to go to strike force five again and not get many listeners. So that's my thought. That's my little rant. That's my little thought on the Hollywood... Not Hollywood, but the um, the actors. The uh, That's my thoughts on the late-night talk show hosts. I'm sorry, America, that you're going to have to start... You've got to be seeing much more of these guys. I do apologise, I hope. So now we're going to tickle... We are going to tickle the tip, maybe tickle the shaft, maybe slide... Down the shaft, maybe. Um, But we are at Cool Antarctica. So, hidden Antarctic secrets all revealed what they don't want you to know. So, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Carl Sagan... what a great guy he was. Um, the weight of the evidence for an extraordinary claim must be per- proportioned to its strangeness. Pere Simon Laplace. Sorry if I, I probably fucking butchered your name. RIP as well. Antarctic is a long way away from where you live wherever you live not many people have been there it's difficult and expensive to get there it seems like some sci-fi ice planet place and really exciting it isn't secret though just not well known what goes on there is largely uninteresting to most people and mainly a very technical Complicated scientific stuff that just is not easily to understand. All of this contributes to numerous conspiracy theories about UFOs, aliens, Nazi-based Nazi bases, and other forms of woohoo. With the ad- advent of the internet, with the advent of the internet, and especially of across a satellite satellite images on Google, Google Earth. There are plenty of purveyors of snake oil ready to interpret icebergs and other ice patterns and structures for the benefit of gullible of the gullible. They are never just natural formations but clearly alien or at least secret facilities. Uh, so I think you're a bit bit of a cunt for writing that. Um gullible. Um are you the gullible one for thinking that it's just you know, just a nice fucking um I was gonna say plant planet, but a nice fucking continent. So Key so a little picture here, and it goes all the way to 11. Um, so the key so number one, the forbidden sector no one knows what happens here, no one who has been has ever come back. If you try to take a peek at the border, you are grabbed by security penguins and taken in. Okay, uh, two so there's two uh, there. the hole at the pole <laughs> uh, this uh, connects with the hole at the other pole and the hollow earth and those who live there number three the wall around the hole <laughs> the wall around the hole at the pole, this stops people from up the almost south pole station from falling in the hole immigrants five USO um, for the almost South Pole station the almost South Pole station because there's a big hole where the actual pole should be obviously you can't build a research station there so instead it's nearby this means it's easy to keep an eye on all the UFOs and other alien technology uh, if that comes out of that hole. <laughs> so I'm not going to continue reading that because it's a bit of fucking piss take. So this site is basically trying to fucking debunk um, all the Antarctica conspiracies out there because there is a lot out there. Some are definitely interesting um, some are really silly um, but the one I want to mainly touch on is the the um, the Hollow Earth um, and this is where the Hollow Earth theory comes from or, or doesn't come from but this is the Hollow Earth entrance um, Admiral Byrd um, who flew over Antarctica said he'd seen the hole he had flown into the hole and he had found a fantastical land in the hole well you believe him not is, you know it's another matter but this site um looks like it's just basically taking the piss out of people um it's trying to debunk it's tried to yeah it's now, let, let me re- read one of them. Not a so. I'm going to read one of them. Not a monstrous skeleton. A good example of the. Uh, I don't know what it is, and my opinion is as good as anyone else's. So I can make up what I want instead of making any effort to find out. School of thought. You can see this on Google Maps street view here it is a skeleton of either a crab eater or a weddled seal that died and dried out over a long time period there are number there are a number of these skeletons in the area known as the dry valleys in antarctica um there are surprisingly in that they they are surprising in that they are up to 40 miles from the sea and up to and at from the sea and at up to 5000 feet altitude in the mountains carbon dating shows that they are often hundreds of years old the oldest found being 2600 years old the environment is extremely cold with strong, drying winds, so they are quickly, so they are they are quickly freeze dried after death, and the lack of disturbance by, by Karen, um, feeders, give the impression that the carcasses, is quite recent rather than ancient. They are remains of seals, probably juveniles that look all wrong. That took a juveniles that took a wrong turn to the sea, possibly mistaking the light glint of a distant glacier for the sea and heading that way until exhaustion, cold, and starvation brought about their demise. The harsh environment both preserves and then slowly erodes them. The skeleton in the middle picture could have been where it is in exactly the place the seal died since the 1700s or earlier. It's not a skeleton of a giant monster. It's just a very old skeleton of an unfortunate... ...unfortunate... ...inexperienced seal. So this guy... ...this website is... ...a classic... ...making fun of people... ...while trying to debunk them. You know, which... ...you know, some people like this sort of site. It's not not a site for me... ...unfortunately. So... That tip, uh, tickling that tip has made me me old um, soft, um, so I won't be able to get to the shaft, for you guys. I will look up a better article. This this, this made me disappointed reading it, but I thought I'd keep it up and just go over it because it's there's probably better fucking there's probably better articles out there that actually. This is what us conspiracy theories and and theorists Because um, if you're listening to this podcast, I guess you you're interested in conspiracies. Quite you know, or possibly interested in, in conspiracies. And this is what we all get. We they go make fun out of us. Yeah, there's some conspiracies out there that are fucked up. Flat earth. Yeah, fucked up. Um, but there's some conspiracies out there um that really Really, you know, and the people out there still fucking take the piss out of you, make fun of you, fucking bully you, and there's there's still people out there, and this site reeks of it. Yeah, you know, it sounds like reading it. It feels like they're they're trying to make fun of the people who who are putting these uh, theories together, and debunking them, rather than just debunking them um, and it's just it's just not, no good faith about it, and this is why I do not like this site, and I'll probably never go back to call Antarctica um, so, yeah, well done you guys with debunking things, and then there's just really being fucking, being a knobhead about it um some of the conspiracies of Antarctica are absolutely fucking crazy, crazy nuts. But there's some out there that could quite possibly exist, like the pyramids on on Antarctica. The UFO, the crashed UFOs. Um, but there, there is some, I, I, I do agree, there is some that, you know, that just ah, silly, but when you attack them like this, it's it's not doing you any good, and it's not doing them any good either um, so do better, please do better uh, so that that's it, that's my uh, t- tickle of the tip what made it all soft and it, no naughty horniness out of that, I do apologise but I want to Keep that up as an uh, an example of what those guys could do. Possibly go through conspiracy, guys. Anyway, I'm I'm DB because I've recently, not recently, I have reviewed every episode of Futurama season eleven. This show is mid at best, mid at best. There's only a handful of episodes. That I really. That I enjoyed. See episode one. The impossible stream. It was okay. It was okay. This show was just very. This season was just very disappointing. Really disappointing. Admit it at best. is, It's not good. It's not good. Futurama. So I keep banging on about this. But. The creators, the studio, the production company brought Futurama back for one thing and one thing only. They needed TV shows for their failing streaming services. They needed content for their failing streaming services. They didn't bring this show back for the fans. They brought it back because it has a built-in fan base. But they didn't bring it back for the fans. They brought it because it had a built-in fan base. I just I've I repeated myself, but I really wanted to you know, get that in there. Um, and let's face it, it's easy content for them to make. It's it's no it's not a Walking Dead show. It's not a fucking Orville show. It's just an easy twenty to thirty minutes television show, and. You know, I imagine it, it. didn't take them long to b- whack this fucker out. Well, I know it didn't take them long to whack this fucker out because it made it best in a couple of episodes. One episode in particular, the the final episode. Um, it felt like I was watching. I was in deja vu. I, I was in deja vu land. Um, not like. That topic had been... Um, so what was it was this the um, simulation theory. That topic has been touched by many other shows. Uh, Rick and Morty did an a absolute banger of show, um, their simulation theory. I think South Park touched it, touched one. Um, but this felt like it was a déjà vu of its own um of its own show. Um they were sorta of copying from older 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 episodes, but they weren't copying very good. Um they were just copying and it it just felt I enjoyed it because of the topic I'm guessing more than anything. Um very Keep pushing that frying leader thing or uh, couple. I get that. If you'd I I like seeing them together. I do. Don't get me wrong. I do. But if you'd like me overall, I would prefer still them being a will they won't they. Um, I prefer that that story that arc more than what I, I I, but I do enjoy seeing them together. But if you ask me, I would prefer it the other way. Um. But they've gone down this way, and that's fair enough. In the last episode, it felt like they maybe found a formula again for Armour, but they, they just it needed a couple of tweaks or a couple of in, um, ingredients in there because it still it it really wasn't good. It, it wasn't it it was good. It, I would probably watch that episode again, but it really it, they, there's been some banger episodes of Future Armour. Um some really outstanding episodes, but this season nothing outstanding, nothing outstanding at all um children of a lesser bog, I sort of enjoyed this episode. It was an okay episode. See the episodes that get panned by the this rating here. I actually enjoyed because I really enjoyed how the West was 1010001. Zero, one, zero, 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 one. I actually enjoyed this episode, really enjoyed There There's only one bit part of this episode I didn't enjoy, and that was Bender's song. Other than that, I fucking loved this episode. Um, parasites regained, felt okay, wasn't a bad episode couple of funny things in it, would I go back and watch it again, yes I, I probably would go back and watch that, so out of the four episodes I would probably go back and watch two of them then we get to episode five related to fucking adverts, it? related to items you viewed, viewed again I didn't mind this episode would I go back and watch it again no I wouldn't seeing mom again it's good seeing mom I know what you did last Xmas it was okay again very mid would I go back and watch it again would so as a Christmas episode I love watching these these sort of TV shows at Christmas so like Futurama Family Guy American Dad Simpsons I like watching the Christmas episodes during Christmas Will I put this one on? No, I won't. Because it was awful. Absolute awful. Rage Against the Vaccine. I didn't mind this one. I actually liked this one. And this one... People hated this one. The reason I why I liked this one... I'm not saying it was a great show. But the reason why I liked this one... Because they were taking piss... At the left and the right. And generally... With these TV shows and films, they take the piss out of one side only, and that's it. But they they took the piss out of both sides, which was good, and that's why I enjoyed that that episode. And I probably would go back and watch that one again. Also, same again with Zap gets cancelled. I actually enjoyed this episode, and and I would actually go back and watch this one again, and um, because again the. They seem to be taking a piss out of both sides. Um, nine, I hated this episode. I didn't like it, the way it was it was told. I could see what they were doing with it, but I, it just didn't hit. And it didn't it didn't hit for for the actual gent, which at this point, so. When I was watching season episode eight, season when I was watching episode eight, I was feeling like I was the outcast because there's a lot of episodes I didn't like four of the eight I didn't like, I would say maybe five of the eight I didn't like. But I felt because i was watching other people review this show and talk about the show and here and on the podcast and YouTube, and I just felt like the odd one out. But when we get to season episode nine. I finally felt finally people were starting to agree with me. A um, couple of things that I maybe liked in it, but that that was it. And this episode, all the way down, the simulation theory. I I would go back and watch this one again, um, but as a finale, it, we've done better finales. Um, it it really really wasn't good. It felt lazy. It felt rushed. It felt lacking of story, um, lacking development of characters. Seeing Fry and Leela, you barely saw Fry and Leela together as a couple. Um, I barely saw any of Bender. And it, I'm I'm not saying he was hardly in the show because he he wasn't, but it felt like a sub. I hardly saw any Bender, Bender I know and love. And there's, and yes, there's going back and copying shows, to try and copy, and they feel copied. But I know Futurama, I know these guys, and I know they have got good episodes in them. I know they can deliver a fantastic season, and I I do have faith for season twelve. Now, I did question uh, is Futurama having the same problem as what Star Wars is having? I say that because people are happy with the state of Star Wars the shows I I haven't watched many Star Wars Um, I I watched Mandalorian season 1 and 2 and I watched um, Solo no not Solo uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi I fucking hated that show I hated it now I hear a lot of people complaining about Star Wars but I hear a lot of people loving Star Wars and the people hating on Star Wars are not hating on just, just because they hate it They just they have genuine problems with Star Wars and one of the problems what i I hear constantly is that the people liking Star Wars are liking it just because it's Star Wars just because it's got Star Wars on it you know and are we having the same problem as Futurama fans we're getting future armor so yay we're getting future even though it's shit but yay we're still getting future armor is it are we having that similar problem it's a question to you guys you made a lot like future armor you made what the fuck are you on about, Rarity? What, what the fuck are you on about? And I hope not. <laughs> Let me know if you've seen *Future Armour season eleven. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts if you got if you want to watch it. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So here we are. Hopefully, I've just had a quick look at the title, and I don't think this is going to be fucking naughty or rude. But here's my top ten. Of dirty, not my top ten, but here is a top ten of dirty slash naughty, rude conspiracies. What turn out that aren't that rude or naughty? Oh well, <laughs> um, I would love them for, to be filthy fucking naughty, but you know, let's let's have a read. That this one may surprise me. So number six, a Watch Mojo. I love Watch Mojo. Um, I said this last week. I did. I love Watch Mojo. Mainly for one reason. And that was Rebecca Bryant. She's fucking beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Got a hell of a voice on her. Um, So, yeah. And I sort of read these and I I sort of, in my head, it's her voice. Um, So, anyway, let's get to number six Area 51 is a decoy. Fucking hell, it's not dirty, for fuck's sake. Um, for over half a century, conspiracy theories around the world have been obsessed with Area 51. Now I have been to Area 51. Well, not the base itself, but, you know, Rachel, the town near Area 51 and, and the gate. Um, Area, Area 51, a Nevada Air Force base often associated with UFOs and extraterrestrials conspiracy theories uh, conspiracies it wasn't even publicly acknowledged until 2013 but one reddit theory suggests that area 51 is only a decoy for the real location where the us conducts alien experiments the theory goes that even if Area 51 has conducted experiment, experiments on UFO technology in the past, it makes a lot of sense to keep the public attention focused anywhere but where the real work is being done currently. A magician can tell you that misdirection is a powerful tool. So yes, it wasn't dirty. Yes, it wasn't rude, and I apologize. I will continue to do this list. I may stop calling it dirty slash naughty. And I may find another list that has dirty and naughty um titillating articles in. Um we we have touched we have touched a tip tonight. We have tickled a tip. It wasn't the greatest tip, I I, I, I know that, and uh, I'd lacked on that tip, and I do apologise. Um, but what are your thoughts on Area Fifty One? So now I have been to the outskirts. Absolute beautiful desert, absolute absolute beautiful desert. Really impressive desert. Um, Rachel is a little fucking little very little town. I think it's classed as a city. Um but it's beautiful. It is a beautiful place. Um some really nice landmarks to, to visit there. But Area 51, could it could it still be a thing? Um could they still be testing aliens or UFO equipment? Now, Bob's, Bob Lazar has come. Bob Lazar is huge. Um, but I remember him saying that he used to take his friends to a location... Because um, the base has expanded. But when he took his friends, it, it wasn't... Um, it was just outside the base, in, in like a mountain range, where they could... Witness the flying tests. I think that area has been taken over by the base now. But that, definitely interesting. And he on Joe Rogan podcast said they've got many, I think, I can't quite remember the number, but they have many crashed or acquired alien um, ships from excavation to... Um, to crash to, I guess landed, um UFOs. D- does that mean they have dead um aliens um spacemen? Yeah. Um, I would love to know more about the excavated um alien ship. Really, would love to know more about the exca- excavated alien ship. Um, but that's I would definitely go into A- area area fifty one more. Um, I'm aware on my time I'm I'm starting to get um, it's starting to get up there I do apologise this, this list isn't dirty and naughty in one bit um, I think the first topic I had it had dirty the name because when I I was looking this list up because I thought this might actually be a fun my thoughts were I'm going to look for dirty naughty stuff conspiracies um just have a little bit of fun at the end of these podcasts and uh my search term was dirty conspiracies and the first conspiracy had dirty in it and so yeah google did its job um i didn't do my job so i do apologize and i will do a better job so i may have another list i'll, I'll go to. i'll i will keep this list up because it's quite interesting. Um quite little you know, a little blurb there. Um yeah. It's definitely fun to maybe speculate and have a little little chat about these um little little conspiracies. Um but yeah, so that's my, my dirty slash naughty conspiracy list that's not dirty or or naughty. Um, I, I do apologise, um. But I'm gonna put me big, big rarity really one. I'm gonna put me full screen. You guys listening? You probably what the fucking? What are you on about? You absolute fucking num, numpty. Um, but that's my episode tonight. That's episode eight tonight. Hope you had a drink with me. Hope you've been able to have a drink with me. You know, pop coffee you know water alcoholic beverage a nice cider what ciders or what alcoholic beverage do you like to drink Is there any out there that you 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 think that I haven't tried that you you think rarity one maybe try this this is awesome this is a game changer um drinking i'm I'm not the biggest drinker I do like a drink but I am not the biggest drinker. My second one. My second one. And it's at the end of the show. It's quite delicious though, to be fair. To be fair, it's delicious. Anyway, so that's been my episode tonight. That's been episode eight. Hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode. Hope I've entertained you or made you laugh a little bit i would love to make you laugh all throughout episode and and make you interesting in all episode um again i'm very new to this i see slight improvements in myself and that's so that's good but i am continuing loving doing this i love doing this i love editing i love everything about this i'm talking to you guys um editing these having trying to have a laugh with you guys. Um again, I would love a co-host. So if that's something you maybe maybe think you're interested in, even if you just want a guest, please get in contact with me. I would definitely, definitely consider it and have a look. Um and I, I would love a guest on. And it doesn't have to be in person. Um so please get in touch with me. I would love co-host again. You don't have to be in in person. You don't even have to be on camera. Um, I would preferably prefer it wouldn't be in person because then I would have to stop winning the pooing um, because I am winning the pooing. If I stood up now, you you would see dick and balls. You'd see dick and balls if I stood up. Nah, I was gonna. Nah, nah, I'm I'm not. I I've got shorts on, but <laughs> that's. Um, that that's something else um but i hope you know if you if you think you could add to the show please do please come on um if you think you would love to um guest it guest our co-host please do i, I would love that i really would love that um because i think you know As much as I love doing these solo, I really do love doing these solo. And I will continue to do these solo. But having a guest or a co-host, you can go back and forth. You can be a bit of banter. You can, you know, if I'm saying something and it's completely fucking bullshit, they could call me out. And that would be great. I would love that. Again, if I've said anything tonight and you think it's bullshit, please let me know. I'm open to have a chat. And have a discussion with you guys. If you think I've just talked about some bollocks, and and you think I'm being harsh on the writers' strike, you know, which I don't think I'm being harsh on the writers' strike. I think they're absolute fucking horrible cunts. Um, but that's if you think you could maybe add to the conversation, please let me know. I'm going to get out your hair and and let you listen to something else. Ideally, I would love for you to go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. Uh, but no, you don't have to do that. I would love it, but you don't have to do that. Um, but my YouTube channel and Rumble channel is RareEddy1. Please go check it out. Please go check it out. I do do conspiracies, do a lot more pop culture on that on, on my YouTube and Rumble channel. A lot more pop culture on that. I would love to do, I would, timing my time, um, I would love to do more of this. I really, really would. But just, Finding the time and i've got to do better because there is time out there i can find time um and do a lot more of this and especially for my youtube channel but i would love for you to check out my youtube slash rumble channel i really would love that and if you do if you are watching these please please give me a like please subscribe please comment and share and, and all that good stuff if you if you're listening to these Please follow, please leave me a a review, please like and, you know, whatever. Um, That would be awesome. If you want to get in contact with me, all my contact information will be in the show notes. Um, I will link a couple of my um, YouTube videos in the show notes as well, what I think may give more context on this episode. Um, But yeah, all my... Details are will be in the show notes um, or the description of this video. Um, but that's it. That's it for me tonight. This has been episode eight of Rare Eddie One Talks podcast. I've been your host, Rare Eddie One. Keep it strange. Keep it weird. But more importantly, keep it filthy fucking naughty, you filthy lot. I will see you next week. Peace.